Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Welcome into another Auburn Live show. Appreciate everybody joining us. I'm Justin Hokinson, and with me today is a very, very special guest, national writer, and uh, back back on the scene, I would say, Ivan Mazel. Ivan, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, delighted to be here. I'm glad that Auburn Live podcasts are, are live and up. Time to go. Season's here. Absolutely. Hey, before we get into it, obviously on three, people are still getting used to the on three network and kind of getting new, getting acclimated to what on three is about. And you're, you're a huge part of that. Um, tell people, they know kind of the Auburn side from people that have listened, they kind of know what we're doing at Auburn live, but from a national perspective on, on three, um, fill people in a little bit on what we're trying to do um, to kind of bring that national perspective and national flavor um, with the on three network. On three really is is what I've been doing since I started covering national college football in, in 1987. You know, we're going to cover the news. We're going to cover the hell out of recruiting. And, and I'm not, you know, I, we, we've got plenty of good recruiting people to do that. I'm not involved with that. But but the other part of it is is to cover the passion and, and, and the spectacle of it, because you know, that's why we're all here. That's why we all think it's so important. You know, I grew up down there. I get it. And, and that being able to tell those stories and explain that to the reader is why I've had so much fun doing what I'm doing for so long. And Shannon Terry, you know, who's put together the on three network, you know, he gets that he came to me and and proposed it. And I'm said, absolutely. Here we go. You know, and we're, we're three weeks old. We're working out the kinks. We're ready to go. The season's here. Yeah, it's it's been unbelievable. Um, you know, I've I've been a part of it in the past with with some different networks, and so to kind of same thing. Got getting back in with with Shannon and and, and launching this and what On Three is doing is is awesome. So I'm excited um, just on our level to be back in it, and I know that the people on our site are are really enjoying it so far. Um, Good. Right, let's talk some Auburn football. Um, you're a guy that has obviously been around college football, certainly SEC football, certainly Auburn and Alabama football for, for, for a long time. You, you definitely know the, the Auburn program. Um, I do. Tupperville's still the coach, right? Yes. Yeah. Tupperville's okay, the good. coach. Right. Um, we just got finished with Jet Gate. Um, and so we're, we're uh, <laughs> now you would think, I mean, gosh, you know, now it's like, it's just the same drama. I mean, just fast forward to now it's, COVID. I mean, it's just drama. It's just Auburn and drama. You, you have, they have to go together. It, it, it's really amazing. You know, I, I'm uh, the same stories repeat themselves. We just have different actors in the roles. And uh, it's uh, in, in that regard, I feel for Auburn, but, but sometimes, you know, I, I, 
I think it's you just, you know, they bring it on themselves. And, you would, yeah. you know, I, I mean, this is, I think this whole deal with, with Harson and, and the vaccine is an unforced error. And, you know, it's a distraction and he's got to deal with it. And, you know, if he'd gotten a, if he'd gotten the vaccine, he wouldn't have had to deal with it. Yeah, he's getting a crash course. There's no doubt about it. I think when he was at Boise, I heard he might have had maybe four reporters. Um, you know, four or five people that <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and now it's well, there's four people from a from one outlet. Um, you know, and there's oh, yeah. there's more people watching a 20 minute open session than he can probably fathom. Um, he's probably like, what are you doing? It's 20 minutes of practice. Why are all these people here? Um, oh yeah. No, I and and you know, the, that's the beauty of Boise. I mean, I, I think one thing that Chris Peterson, who was Harson's predecessor there, loved about coaching there was we weren't there. You know, I, I flew to Boise once to talk to him and and he told me that. You know, he, he said, Nobody bothers me here. And and I think one of the reasons he got out at Washington was because, you know, it was there was so much attention. And you know, that I'm, I'm sure, I mean, you gotta believe Brian Harson understood that at some level, but I'm sure, as you say, this has been a crash course. Hey, so hitting on that, you know, what do you make of, you know, what does it tell you about Brian Harson that he left that Boise program to come to Auburn right now? I mean, you, you factor in the things like you're talking about. I mean, just you're, you're secluded, you're, nobody's really bothering you. You can, you could win eight games a year and they'd probably be happy, but he's winning 10 and 11 uh, at Boise and everything's fine. Uh, he played at Boise state um, and he comes to Auburn at a time that it's hard. It's hard to think of a hard, you know, I don't know. In, in the modern era, it's certainly hard to think of a, a more difficult time to win a championship than being at Auburn right now with Alabama now Georgia and Clemson are ramped up and all that. So like, what do you make of his move and, and, what does that tell you about him that he's willing to leave all that at Boise and come to Auburn and, and take this challenge on? Well, Justin, it tells me he's an incredible competitor as are most guys in those jobs at that level, you know, but I'm sure, well, let me, I'm not sure because I haven't asked him, but it's very easy to assume that he's sitting there in Boise and he's thinking, give me a shot, you know, give me a chance. Yeah. Let me show that I can do this at the highest level. And if he was looking for a challenge, you know, baby, he found one. I mean, that, that's, you know, to, for all the reasons you laid out, you know, Alabama's doing things nobody's ever done in the history of the game. Georgia is, is, is very strong. Uh, you know, it, it, Auburn used to go into Atlanta and fight Tennessee for the recruits Georgia didn't want. Right. So now everybody is in there fighting for the recruits Georgia doesn't want. I, I think I did the numbers four years ago, 54 of the 65 power five teams had a kid from the Atlanta area wow. on scholarship. So, uh, you know, it's hard for Auburn right now. And, uh, you know, again, you know, what Harson doesn't need is all these, you know, distractions because uh, he's got a lot to do in and of football. Yeah, oh, there's there's no question about that. So we're a week out from camp. Like you said, there's it's been a crazy week. Um, by next week, we'll see if everybody's back in, in into practice and everything is maybe for game week. It, it looks, you know, all the personnel and staff are there. But as we enter this, this season for Harson, uh, his, his first season there, 
How are you sort of approaching it in terms of expectations or what do you think are realistic expectations um, in year one for Brian Harson and Auburn? Everybody's got different benchmarks. I think we, our message board, every fan has got something different that they're looking at and what they think is important and they, what they want to see. But from your perspective, what's, what are things you'll be looking for to, to maybe start to make a judgment on whether or not Brian Harson can get the job done in the SEC or not? Like, what are just some things you'll look for? I think a balanced offense, you know, I mean, Boise has always been prolific offensively and, and uh, one thing you couldn't help but notice, I think Gus's last three years is that the, you know, the running game fell off. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what's he able to do with that? How much, you know, can he install his offense and do the things he's used to doing with Gus's guys, uh, you know, but really, uh, Justin, I, I think, and, and I may, I'm sure I'm not the only one. We're all just kind of waiting for the trip to state college. You know, I mean, uh, Akron is Akron and, you know, in Alabama state, I, I love, love, love when the big schools play, if they're going to go buy a game, do it with a school in your own state and do it with a public school in your own state, you know, keep the money in the state. Ohio state's always done a great job of that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled, uh, as a Alabamian of, of, uh, at birth anyway, that Auburn's playing Alabama state, especially to do it with an HBCU, I, I think is really cool, but nonetheless, you know, they're going to be 2-0, and we, we believe, and, and God help us if they're not when they oh. go to Penn State, and, and that's when we'll get the real test. What the do you first make of that game? Anyway. Yeah, what do you make of that Penn State game? Because a, a lot of people have asked, you know, they, that's definitely the game where people are looking at and thinking, okay, let's, that's kind of the first, the first sort of uh, litmus test for, for Albert. And there's a lot of people thinking that they can go up there and compete. I'm I think they can. I, me, I'm just I'm more of a cynical um, person in terms of how I look at it, and I I, I think maybe they can. I I think it could it could go badly. Uh, it, they could compete. I really don't know what to expect from that game. But what what do you think? I mean, Penn State's obviously had a tough start last year. Came on strong. Came is on strong. Where is it realistic to think Auburn can go be in that game, be a touchdown game in the fourth quarter? I mean, is that a realistic expectation right now? You know, I, I'm just how, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying this to avoid answering your question. I don't know how to assess. I don't know how much of last year is going to apply to this year. I mean, last year was just so unique, uh, you know, so singular with all the challenges everybody had, and now you know you get to keep all your players. I mean, it, it's there's just so much that's new and different coming off as a season that was new and different. You know, I, I think as you pointed out, you know, Penn State may have been five and five last year, but they got a five-game winning streak. You know, uh, uh, and that can be an intimidating place to play. Now, Auburn kids have you know are used to playing in intimidating stadiums, but it's a long way to go, and it's a new place. And those people are going to be ready for Auburn because Auburn's got a name. 
and so for a young team in a new system, that's a tall order. But you know, I I I just don't know how to apply. You know, I I can't tell you with any great degree of confidence that you know who Penn State is at this point. You know, I, I think yeah. you know the first two or three weeks in that sense are going to be really interesting across the board. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the only saving grace for Auburn at the moment with all everything going on is that they do have Akron in, in Alabama State right there, and they're not all this stuff's going on, and they got Miami, you know, or like Clemson and Georgia getting ready. Um, if something yeah. like that was was on their plate, it, it would be it would be a much much different story. Um, hey, talk to me about Brian Harson's staff a little bit. I'd be curious to know what you think about you know he goes and gets Mike Bobo, who's been in the league forever. Um, and played in the league, and he gets Derek Mason, a former a former head coach and a former coordinator. Yep. Um, and then he kind of mixes and matches. He's got some guys that are from Auburn, like Carnell Williams, and then he's got some guys that he brought with him from Boise State. But what did you think about his staff overall, and, and maybe in particular Bobo and Harson, who both have head coaching experience and right. coordinator experience? You think that was a pretty smart move for him? Just kind of what was your make of maybe the strategy there? And, no, and, I think that was, you know, we started out talking about him being a fish out of water, but, but, you know, he made very smart hires at coordinator uh, for all the reasons you lay out. I mean, A, they're both head coaches. Uh, B, both have a lot of experience in this league. Uh, C, they're both good coaches on their respective sides of the ball. Uh, you know, Derek Mason's a tremendous defensive coordinator and, uh, and now he's free to do just that instead of having to run a program, you know, Mike Bobo's, as you said, is most of his, his experiences in this league, you know, he was in the league last year. So he's, he's got a sense of what's going on in the league, uh, for that, you know, I, I think that you know, that's smart, you know, and then he's got his guys that he brought with him that know his system, know how he operates, know how he operates on game day. So it's, it's a good mix. And, uh, in, and in that regard, I, you know, I give him a high grade. When we look at the SEC right now, um, it is, um, you know, it's as, as competitive as ever, but in the middle of the conference, it's, it's a time right now where there's a bunch of schools right now jockeying you know jockeying for position I mean Alabama and Georgia have separated themselves and then you have a handful of schools that have obviously at times can get up there Auburn um, you know LSU Texas A&M now maybe it's their turn this year we'll see what they can do Florida now here comes Ole Miss you're waiting on Tennessee to wake back up at some point as a program um, Kentucky has done well yep. you know, and putting guys in the league, Missouri under, under Eli Drinkwitz is, is trying to make some noise and create some momentum there. What do you make about the middle of this league and, and where do you think Auburn finds them? I mean, is it kind of a, I almost look at from Auburn's perspective and I, like you're just a league perspective, but it's a, it's a, 
it's a treacherous time. I mean, look at what Tennessee did with one wrong, one wrong decision, and and you can fall down yep. the ladder. What what do you make of the middle of this league? Everybody jockeying. Well, I, I you know Tennessee is everybody's cautionary tale, and it, and it wasn't just one bad decision. You know, it, it was one followed by you know three or four more. Um, uh, I, I think you know the, the biggest lesson here is that. Alabama and Georgia are just, they're doing a lot of things right. You know, everybody else is kind of where, uh, is where most of college football lives. You know, I, and people are saying this is Texas A&M's year that, you know, this is Jimbo's time. He's, you know, he's, he's been there long enough. He's building a program. He knows how to win. I, I don't know. I mean, okay. You know, I, I'm not disputing any of that. It's just, you know, he names a, a today a starting quarterback who's thrown four college passes in his career, who's playing behind an offensive line that has one returning starter. Mm. You know, so that's a lot to ask. Um, you know, and if they can overcome that, then, then God bless them. You know, uh, Ole Miss, yeah, you know, Lane Kiffin, of course, knows how to move the ball. So far, he just hadn't been able to stop anybody who knows how to move the ball. You know, I, I'm, I think there's room for Auburn to assert itself in the sense that, yeah, you know, Alabama's Alabama and then probably A&M's the best of the rest. But I don't know how with any great degree of confidence you can say that anybody else is a slam dunk. You know, I, I don't know what LSU is going to do. Uh, yeah, they still have great talent and, you know, the coaching staff can't possibly be more of a train wreck than it was last year, but you still got two inexperienced coordinators. So, you know, how are they going to do? I don't know. Nobody knows. You know, and, and I mean, Dan Mullen's a terrific coach. He, you know, he got Florida close last year, but you know, now they've got some experience issues. You know, Mark Stoops is dependable. You know, Kentucky's going to make you grind it out. Uh, you know, and 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 they play really good defense in a league where offense has become the coin of the realm. Uh, but you know, yeah. Other than that, you know, I think you can you can slot Auburn as the sixth or seventh best team in the league. You can slot them as the eleventh or twelfth best team in the league. I don't know that there's a whole lot of difference there. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it as well. I mean, I think that middle of the league is is. I mean, Auburn, of course, we joke about Auburn in the beginning, which is which is so funny and true. It's funny because it's true. Um, but all that all that means is they're probably going to win the conference in the next two years. Because isn't that how? I mean. It's like that's how it goes with Auburn too. I mean, they're as easy as they could easily win the conference as they could have, you know, a, a losing record. Um, the last, well, you know, I, 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 the the baseline with Auburn, the mean, uh, you know, historically or at least recently historically, is eight and four. You know, they're going to be two games ahead of it or two games behind it. You know, <laughs> maybe three. Yeah, but you know, they don't stray too far away from that, and you know, that's that's pretty good. What do you make of, of college football right now um, with with obviously with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the league at some point, uh, maybe next year, <laughs> if they can get out of the, get out of some stuff, maybe four years from now. But you have that going on. And, and then, of course, you have this. I don't know, whatever happened the other day with the alliance. I, I, I don't yeah. 
I'm trying almost, almost intentionally well, not that's a trying good description. to think about it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm almost just trying to purposefully go, you know what, I'm going to act like it didn't happen. And just let me know when <laughs> I need to pay attention. Like, what was that about? Uh, yeah, I use the phrase word salad, which I uh, actually was something somebody called me and said, did you understand any of that? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I maybe, you know, maybe they were just wary enough of what the Supreme Court said this summer that that they don't want it. They didn't want to commit to anything that's you know would even hint or smell or or, or have the slightest scent of collusion or or something that might resemble an antitrust uh, you know violation. Now, having said that, as Ross Dellinger, at, you know, at Sports Illustrated reported today, you know, the day after the alliance, USC announces a, they're going to open the 24 season against LSU <laughs> in Las Vegas, and it's going to be shown by ESPN. <laughs> so, you know, if they were trying to prove that they're not shutting out the SEC, I think USC is taking care of that. You know, so I, 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 I don't know. I mean... You know, if the alliance is there for, you know, for scheduling purposes, they came out and said, well, we're not going to do that anytime soon. You know, look, you know, last year we all found out you can create a schedule in three or four days if you need to. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's baloney. And, you know, and if it's to serve as a governing mechanism in the post NCAA world, uh, you know, why, you know, why do you shut the SEC out of that? So, you know, I don't really know what they were doing and, and nobody else has figured it out either. But long-term you feel like SEC going and grabbing Oklahoma and Texas was, was a smart move, right? I mean, any, any reservations about that? Well, yeah, the best way I no, of course not. I mean, the best way I would describe that Justin is, you know, if Texas and Oklahoma had gone not to Greg Sankey, but to Jim Phillips or Kevin Warren or, uh, you know, George Klyovkov at the Pac-12, I don't think he was in office yet, but if they had gone to any of them and said, hey, would you be interested in us coming in? You know, would any of them have said no? You know, of course not. So, you know, I don't think the SEC went out and got them. I, I think the SEC... Uh, was smart enough to, you know, when they offered to come to say yes. And uh, you can, you know, I understand the, you know, the, uh, I'm not sure what the word is. I can understand that people would be pissed at Greg Sankey because he, you know, moved that, moved along that playoff proposal all along when he knew he was going to, you know, that the Big 12's legs were about to be cut out from under them. Uh, but, and, and that's going to take some time to reestablish trust and, and communication among, you know, from the SEC to the other conferences, but, you know, of course they're going to do that. And, and, you know, to think that they wouldn't is, you know, for some other, you know, for some reason is, is folly. Hey, before we get out of here, one another, one more thing I wanted to get your opinion on, um, because obviously you're, you, you've got experience in college football for, for as long as you have. And and then, you know, right back to back, right at the same time, you have the transfer portal and you have NIL uh, <laughs> that happens. Boom, boom. 
Yeah. And, and I couldn't imagine, you know, running a program and having those two things to deal with just at the same time, you've got to immediately adjust and figure out what that means to your program. Um, but what, what, what have sort of your been, been your takes on, on those two things and whether they're good or bad for college football, uh, fair, not fair, just, just kind of give me your opinion on those two things and maybe how they're going to shape things. Well, I think it, you know, it's, it's very easy to say that, that they had to happen uh, because the NCAA did everything humanly possible to avoid having them happen. And in the process, pretty much abdicated its leadership responsibility for intercollegiate athletics. Uh, and, and they still happened anyway. David Shaw at Stanford, who's a, you know, a really smart guy said to me this summer that, you know, nobody has any idea how any of this is going to unfold over the next three to five years. So in, because the NCAA abdicated its leadership, you know, the rule, the thing happened before anybody was really ready for it, both NIL and, and the transfer portal. So there's a lot of ready fire aim about this, you know, and we're just going to have to go through it. Uh, you know, nobody understood with the transfer portal that, you know, when the kids all came out that there may not be a space for the, for a lot of them. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of those kids have learned a hard lesson, you know, so, but it, that had to happen for that lesson to be learned. And I think that's going to happen with NIL. I think it's going to happen with the transfer portal. I think it's going to happen with whatever this alliance is, you know, and, and, and honestly, Justin, to, to get back where we started, that's exactly why I came to on three, because there's so much that's changing in intercollegiate athletics and in college football in particular that I didn't want to be left behind. You know, I didn't want to be stuck in the old days. I want to see what's going to happen. Well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad on three is there. It's provided me with a great opportunity to get back into, into the business as well. So man, I, I greatly appreciate you joining us and, and chatting a little college football. Anytime. Call me anytime. We will. Thanks so much, Ivan. We appreciate it. Appreciate everybody listening to this Auburn live show and we'll be back uh, here shortly till next time. See ya. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.